Well, we started our season of Advent yesterday, and it's going to go quick, okay? Only four weeks. You, you, you bet your bottom dollar before you know it, it's going to be Christmas time here. So we want to make the most out of this short season that we have of Advent. And I'd like to try as best I can to sort of tie all the readings into the, the season of Advent. You know, why is it that uh, the church has placed these particular readings before us in this time of the year? Uh, I think if you look throughout the, the New Testament, really the Bible as a whole, um, you'll see two main emphases or themes. Um, you'll find the, the, the passion uh, and the death and the resurrection of Christ emphasized a lot. And then you'll also have the coming of Christ emphasized. Those are the two main things, almost every page. Now, but the coming or the advent, the Latin word, right? The Latin uh, version of the word coming is advent. Um, the coming of the Lord is viewed primarily as a kind of um, the ultimate consummation of God's plan for history. Okay, it's what we pray for when we pray, thy kingdom come. Okay, and the Our Father. So that that final culmination of everything that God has wanted for uh, for human history um, to take place will take place at that time, okay? Uh, the fancy theological term for it is the eschaton, which means the end. Uh, but end not just as in a completion of something, but the end as in the the goal towards which everything is going. So those are the two main emphases. When we think of Advent and Christmas, we think of the birth of Christ, but it's really kind of a minor theme in the New Testament. I think really it's kind of, you know, maybe three or four passages really in the whole New Testament that talk about the birth of Christ. You've got the narrative of his birth, which is very beautiful, wonderful in Luke and in Matthew, uh, and you have St. Paul mentioning it a little bit here and there when fullness of time had come. God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law in Galatians. Uh, but there's, that's really about it. There's just a handful of these passages about the birth of Christ. The birth of Christ is really kind of a, a subset of the, 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 or I should say the coming of Christ in terms of his birth is really a kind of a, um, a minor note or a minor theme or a subset uh, of the coming of Christ in terms of that final consummation, in terms of what I'm saying is the eschaton. The, the coming of the kingdom, the fulfillment of, of God's plan for all human history. That's a huge theme in the New Testament. Okay, so if you, if you broaden up the advent of Christ to that, that final advent, it's almost in every page of the New Testament. You open it up, it's, it, Jesus is talking about his second coming all throughout the gospel. It's like on every single page. Uh, St. Paul and the other epistles, of course the apocalypse, the final book of the New Testament is, that's what it's all about. So that's one big theme. And then the other one, of course, is the passion, the death, and the resurrection of Christ. And those two uh, main emphases in the New Testament correspond to the two most important feasts that we have. We have Easter and we have Christmas. So um, we see here today in our gospel the uh, this the eschaton, okay, the, the culmination of the kingdom. Jesus says, many will come from east and west and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. 
So that's the, the coming of the kingdom. Now the banquet here that he's speaking of is not, we shouldn't interpret it literally. It's not really the case that in the resurrection of the dead, we will uh, sit down at a table and we'll eat some bread or something like that with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It will be a feast of God's presence. Our minds will feast on the vision of God for eternity, and that will be the beginning of it when, when the uh, kingdom comes, when we are uh, risen from the dead. Lord willing, we make it to the kingdom, and we'll be there in communion in this, in this holy fellowship with the great patriarchs and the prophets and all the saints. Um, and uh, But what we have here, though, today, right now, in the Holy Eucharist, is a real anticipation of that final coming of Christ. Uh, we have a Eucharistic coming. Jesus comes and into our midst in the Eucharist. And uh, so there's a Eucharistic Advent that we celebrate just about in a few moments here. Um, and we have, of course, the famous passage here that we recite every Mass. Lord, I'm not worthy to have you enter under my roof. When we say the word, and my soul shall be healed. And we say that. And in the new translation of the Missal, see, the Latin was always, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. That's the Latin. It was always that way. Okay, even... 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. It was the English translation that kind of, um, to try to make it a little bit more what comprehensible to people, I think they just sort of smoothed over that thing. We used to say, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you, something like that, come to me, right? I can't remember exactly what it was, but I'm, I'm not worthy to have you come to me, but say the word and I'll be healed. Um, but what, you, what we're doing is we're missing the, the reference to the scripture passage. And uh, so here's Jesus going to come to this guy's house. This is an advent here, a real anticipation um, that this man is experiencing of the of the kingdom of God. And but but we do that as well now with the Eucharist. Okay, so uh, uh, the Eucharist is a real anticipation of that uh, final uh, and ultimate advent of Christ that we celebrate this this Advent season and that we prepare for uh, when we prepare for Christmas.